Hey everyone, welcome to the Emotive Mind Podcast, where I, your host, Autumn, talk all things mental health, relationships, manifesting and spirituality, self-love, and owning a small business, Kello Collective. On this podcast, I will offer advice and motivation to you on navigating the ups and downs of life, anxiety, personal growth, and finding your true self through sharing my own journey with you. If you're anything like me and have experienced intense anxiety and mental health issues or maybe feel stuck at where you're at in life, then I'm so glad that you found me here on the Emotive Mind Podcast where together we can transform our lives and create a motive mind. Make sure to connect with me by liking, following, subscribing, and sharing the Emotive Mind podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify at Emotive Mind Podcast. There, you can find the video recordings of each episode, the posting schedule, which new episodes come out every Tuesday, or share your thoughts and comments on your personal journey the podcast, or whatever you would like to hear me talk about next. I would also be extremely grateful for you to check out and support this podcast through my small business, Kello Collective, hand-poured coconut soy candles and products, which you can find on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok at Kello Collective, and shop on kellocollective.com. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for your continued love and support on this podcast and my business. Be sure to check out any previous episodes that you may have missed, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. On this episode, I will be talking about the beginning of my anxiety and panic attack journey and how it quite literally started overnight. Grab your favorite snack and drink and let's get into today's episode. So my story begins five years ago when I was in college. It was a beautiful Sunday afternoon, and I went to work like normal, felt great during my shift. Nothing could prepare me for how my life was about to change the very next morning. So after work, I went to dinner with my family, and we talked and laughed. Everything was great. I had so much fun. But the next morning that I woke up, I had very intense indigestion, which was unlike me at the time. Of course, I've experienced heartburn before, so it wasn't that I was completely confused as to what was happening. Aside from the indigestion, I just felt very off and overly nervous. The indigestion started making me feel very uncomfortable mentally. It was like I had flipped on a switch that I couldn't shut off. I had nervous and obsessive thoughts as to what this feeling was in my chest and why it felt slightly harder to breathe, but... I just tried to move on with my day. I went to my college classes and sat there the entire day wondering what was going on with me. Listen, I know that it may sound dramatic that I was obsessing over indigestion, but I was really genuinely confused as to why I was so hung up on this weird feeling in my chest. So throughout the next few days, I continued to go to school and work as usual but the thoughts continued to linger in my mind about why I was so anxious. I started to get very uneasy and restless sitting in my classes. My stomach was in knots the entire time I was there. I was nauseous. I had headaches, indigestion, and felt like I was sick for a whole week. So the way that this went down was I was alone driving on the interstate heading to my college class. 
and I'm gripping the steering wheel as hard as I can. My heart is beating so fast and I can't stop adjusting myself in my seat. The thoughts are flooding my mind and racing around the entire time. There was a buildup happening as to why I was feeling so sick this whole week. After letting these thoughts swirl around in my mind for almost the entire car ride, the physical anxiety symptoms started ramping up. My chest started getting tight, my head and my neck hurt so bad all of a sudden, and I was like, yo, am I about to pass out? What's happening? Instantly after that, both my left arm and my leg started tingling. I started hyperventilating and I was unable to catch my breath. That's when it really sent me over the edge. I honestly thought I was having a heart attack at that moment and thought that I was about to crash the car. I know, once again, it may sound dramatic, but I really thought that it was the end for me. I can't fully put into words the amount of fear that ran through my body. I was so scared and I thought that I was losing complete control in that moment. It felt like the life that I had before this was slowly slipping away from me. The few minutes that I experienced this panic attack felt like eternity. There was absolutely no way that I was going to sit in my classes after experiencing that. I was so shaken up. So I ended up pulling off the interstate and turning around to go home. But the tears flooded out of my eyes the entire way back. I slowly started to calm down from this panic attack, but only a tiny bit. Honestly, the entire way home, I was sitting there like, what the F just happened? Like, what went wrong? Why am I feeling like this? It makes no sense. Once I was home, the tiredness really set in, which I was soon going to figure out was a major symptom of anxiety. I don't think that people understand how much physical energy is used during a panic attack because your body goes into fight or flight mode and builds up all of this adrenaline that comes out in the form of physical symptoms. And as you can only imagine, this is very mentally and physically draining. But the rest of the day, I felt completely shut down and quiet and spacey. I knew that something obviously was not right with me, and I figured I needed to go see a doctor, but to be honest, that actually really scared me because to me, I was like, what if I end up having a major health issue or worse? I was also afraid to tell my family and friends what I was experiencing at that time because I honestly didn't want them to think that I was going insane, even though that's how I felt. There was also the thought in the back of my head that if I told my parents or family what I was experiencing, that maybe they would think I was going to go down a path like my brother that passed away. And I will share more about him and his story in the future episodes, but regardless, I'm the type of person that when a problem shows up, I feel the need to immediately try and fix it. Whether it's for me or someone else that I know, I feel the need to find a solution as soon as possible. So, of course, when this major issue of a week-long sickness and panic attack happened out of the blue, I had to put that fear aside and finally go to the doctor. So, I scheduled my doctor's appointment for the next week. Woo! Well, I know you've been listening to me talk for the past few minutes, so this is your reminder 
to readjust yourself in your bed, go refill your drink, or wipe off those chip crumbs. And while you do that, I'm going to take a second to light my Kello Collective Sugared Vanilla Candle. This is a hand-poured coconut soy candle that I create with my small business, Kello Collective, and you can shop on kellocollective.com. This candle smells just like sweet vanilla cakes and cookies with notes of raspberry, bergamot, and musk. Okay, that was definitely much needed. Now let's get into the second half of this episode. So I went to the doctors the next week and did a full checkup, blood work, and everything. And by the end of the appointment, the doctor just looks at me and was like, you're completely healthy. There is nothing wrong. And I'm like, okay, so if I'm completely healthy, then what is going on with me? And then he hands me a list of therapists and he told me that what I was experiencing was just anxiety. That moment is when I realized that I was dealing with something way bigger than I had imagined. I felt like I was going to be living in a never-ending cycle of symptoms and panic attacks because if a doctor couldn't help me, then who could? So after that, I walked out of the doctor's office and went and sat in my car for a few minutes to collect my thoughts. On one hand, I was of course relieved to not have any significant health issues or health issues at all, but on the other hand, I was frustrated because I just wanted to get rid of these feelings. You know... You kind of would rather hear that you have a stomach bug or something like that that you can just take some medicine for, get some rest, drink some water, and be good as new. And as we know, that's the complete opposite of how we can heal from anxiety. But I don't think that people realize how much your anxiety and mental health are connected to your body. The physical symptoms come out from internal traumas and sadness that you have deep within you that you may or may not even know about, which was most definitely the case for me. So over the course of the next few months, I found a therapist and attended a few sessions. But to be honest, I didn't really feel like it was doing anything. I felt more anxious driving to and sitting in the appointments, which seemed like the complete opposite of what should be happening. I now realized that I was more anxious in the appointments because I was confronting the internal traumas and triggers of my anxiety that made me uncomfortable. I was also guilty of telling myself that a potential source of trauma wasn't a big deal. I just brushed it off and was like, how could this be causing me anxiety? You know, it could be something as simple as how you were talked to as a child that may trigger something in your inner child of your subconscious mind that's living in the past. So now you're in fight or flight mode because someone said something in a certain tone or phrased something in a certain way that takes you back unknowingly to the child version of yourself. And that's how you're viewing this moment from your inner child. It's almost having to retrain your brain now to handle certain situations from an adult healed perspective, healing your inner child and the internal wounds from the past. And we'll get into that later on in the podcast. But after attending a few therapy sessions, I realized that I didn't feel connected to the therapist and I decided to stop therapy and step away to try and get rid of these feelings on my own. 
Instead of looking for a new therapist, I spent the rest of the year experiencing my anxiety and panic attacks grow stronger and more intense. I just told myself that this is my new life and I just have to get used to feeling this way all the time. Feeling sick, feeling like I'm in a cloud mentally, which I figured out was depersonalization, a symptom of anxiety. This symptom affected me the most frequently because you're conscious and alert, but you feel like you're in a dream. You know that feeling in a dream where you're almost watching the whole dream play out in front of you and it feels like you have no control over what's happening. You could be driving down the road and you feel like you don't have control over the steering wheel. It's like your body is on autopilot doing the motions for you. You feel like you're in a bubble watching the scene play out in front of you. And once again, you consciously are aware that you're driving and it's not a dream, but it feels like if you let the wheel go, the car would keep driving. Of course, I wouldn't actually let go of the wheel, but that's what your mind tells you is happening. Have you experienced this feeling? Now, aside from this major symptom and other book of symptoms that I was experiencing, I started noticing how this anxiety and mental state I was in affected my relationships. I was more distant, I stayed home a lot more, I didn't want to go anywhere or do anything that triggered my anxiety. I didn't want the symptoms to get worse or make them happen. I felt so drained from the college courses I was in, even though I ended up switching to online classes because of my anxiety, but working in person became so overwhelming as well because I felt like I had to put up a facade to everyone. I felt as if I needed to continue on the outside to look like I was happy and thriving, but inside I had so much fear that people would be able to see if I was anxious in that moment or scared. If they heard about the anxiety I was experiencing, they would think I was crazy. And at this time in my life, I was always put together. Hair done, nails done, I put makeup on daily, I was always dressed up. From the outside, genuinely, no one could tell how I was feeling internally or how I just had a full-blown panic attack in the car before I walked into work. They didn't know that while they're talking to me, I'm squeezing my hands or touching my hair to try and calm myself down because I felt like I'm in a dream. I would cut conversations short because I could not focus on what was being said to me. I was so anxious and in a bubble mentally that I wanted to do nothing but run away from this conversation before they could see how fidgety I was. It was like if someone could see how detached I was in this conversation and the physical discomfort that I was showing, I would be afraid that they would ask me about it and bring attention to what I was feeling in that moment. This terrified me because I felt embarrassed looking so incredibly anxious. I felt like I would be exposed and vulnerable if I opened up and said, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed and overstimulated in this moment and need to walk away. And this feeling was even worse at work because how can you say that you're anxious and need to walk away to a customer and actually walk away? You can't, especially in a sales job where your job is literally pitching a product and meeting your sales goals. There isn't a way to stop the conversation and leave. So it made me feel trapped and like that moment was never ending, which ended up making me feel even more anxious and panicky. 
Eventually, it didn't matter who I was talking to and how comfortable I felt around them. It would send me into the clouded, dreamlike feeling that, at the time, I didn't know was a symptom of bad anxiety. It was most likely that my brain was now training itself to be on high alert all of the time, and because I felt that way so frequently, my brain thought that it had to keep me in that state of mind. You see, anxiety is there to protect you, and even though it doesn't feel like that, it's protecting you from emotional and physical harm. The dream feeling I had was my brain protecting me emotionally and mentally from what that person could say or do to me. Anxiety was like a blanket around me trying to keep me warm and safe, but my brain learned to do this at the wrong time, even if there was not an emotional threat coming from the person that I was talking to. Although my anxiety was trying to protect me, it didn't feel that way. I felt afraid of it. I felt afraid of the physical symptoms and if they could actually create real health issues for me. I felt afraid that I was going to go crazy. I felt afraid that I was never going to recover from panic attacks and live a normal life again. This is thankfully not the case now, but the future was very scary and filled with a lot of sadness when I was beginning to experience this fearful emotional anxiety. I know that the panic attacks feel so scary and like you're never ever going to get rid of them, but I'm here to tell you that through therapy and healing and doing that inner work, you can rid yourself of panic attacks. This is not the end of your life. This is not something that you're going to sit and feel your entire life. You just have to begin doing the work to actually heal from this. Not only was I filled with fear and telling myself that since I figured I would live like this forever, then I'm just going to accept the same reality in all aspects of my life. I felt like I was living a double life at this point, and this stemmed a lot from the mental state that I was in. Unhappiness in your life can be amplified by the way that your mind is thinking. And the actions that you're taking at that time, I believe, really do reflect where you are mentally. You act out of a unstable mind that lies to you. Anxiety lies to you. Now, of course, I'm grown enough to make my own decisions and know a right from wrong. So I can't blame everything on anxiety in my mental state, but I do believe that these strongly influence your decision making, especially in love relationships. The chaos that you feel in your mind and the urge to save yourself mentally can both attract this person in your life and make you want to save everyone that you see feels the same way that you do. However, I feel like what seems to happen is that you end up putting their needs over yours because now you can feel the severity of the symptoms and the feelings and you don't want them to feel like that. So you start going above and beyond to make this other person happy while you're sacrificing yourself and you're drowning mentally. Now, I'm talking from experience because I've done this multiple times with different people because I couldn't make sense of my own emotional needs at that time and I just wanted to help others and see them thriving and happy. 
but I honestly put them before myself at this time. And as you can imagine, that is not a good way at all to do things, nor is that healthy for that relationship. Have you found yourself in this type of situation before or are currently in it where you're putting the other person's needs before yours to save them? Or is the relationship that you're in reflecting how you feel on the inside? If so, then stay tuned next Tuesday where I'll share more about how I fell into a situationship that mixed the intensity and chaos of my anxious mind while also providing me true happiness and love that I was missing in myself but found in this person instead. I will also share some insight and advice for you going through the same situation because it can be very confusing and difficult to go through, especially when there's real love involved. Thank you guys so, so very much for listening to the end of this podcast episode. I truly hope that you enjoyed it and make sure to check out any previous A Motive Mind podcast episodes that you may have missed before this one. And if you would like to check out the video recordings of this episode and every other A Motive Mind podcast episode, make sure to head on over to YouTube at A Motive Mind Podcast to watch the recordings. And while you're there on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe and turn on your post notifications so that you don't miss the new episodes that drop every Tuesday on YouTube and Spotify. You can also get social with me on the A Motive Mind Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify at A Motive Mind Podcast. And I would love for you to check out and support the podcast through my small business, Kello Collective, hand-poured coconut soy candles and products on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. And you can shop the candles on kellocollective.com. Well, That's all for today. I will see you guys here next Tuesday where together we will create a motive mind. See you on the next episode. Bye.